What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. We are here in Richmond, Virginia, live as we are taping Live it, on the live. scene. On <laughs> well, the we are scene. on the scene. We are overlooking the VCU courts as the Washington Wizards are right now kind of warming up, getting loose here in the morning. Uh, Jamoke Davis here with Jeremy Hyman, Chris Gehring, and Zach Rosen. Uh, we're all excited to, to be here. we got a lot of news to talk about that's happening right now. And also, we have an interview where you get to know Mike Scott a little bit more as we chatted with him about coming here to the Washington Wizards. And we learned a little bit about him and his tattoos. That was a fun interview, guys. Yeah, yeah. it was a great interview. Yeah, and I think the Wiz kids will like it too. All right, we're here at training camp. Uh, thoughts after the first day? Uh, Jeremy, you were here. Chris Gehring and Zach joined us at night. We had a great dinner last night, guys. I'm glad Amazing we really dinner. got to bond. Yeah, first time out as a group. Jeremy, let's hear from you the about weather? the first day of, of practice. But just, you know, being back down here at VCU, they're great hosts for us. It's a great facility. And, and seeing the Washington Wizards uh, getting ready to start the season. Well, you, you pretty much covered it all there, Moke. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a wonderful facility here. We got down uh, Monday. So we're taping this on a Wednesday. We, we uh, got here after media day, which was a success a success on Monday. Had a lot of fun with the guys. Did some cool stuff with them. Um, I think there was a lot. I think a lot of the storylines were kind of put out there that you know this is a team, kind of a team that that stood stood pat and was the, more of the status quo, which was sort of the you know not the norm this year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know those were the and of course we talked about the continuity, which we brought up on a few for a past podcast about how much that would be talked about and it was that's so, one yeah so that was we, we <laughs> had a little counter going for a little while but the unofficial count i had during the scott brooks presser i believe was five <laughs> five so, so far but i said over under at 70 well it's oh but there was more you know that was the only one i got to hear i got to go back and listen to all the other pressers but um, if we get 10 a day, we're close. Yeah, but then the team came down. We came down Monday afternoon after that to here at Richmond. Um, the team went out to dinner Monday night. Your first time in Richmond, Jeremy. Yeah, it is my first time. It's I a like rare it occurrence so for Jeremy to go somewhere for the first time in year seven. Right? Yeah, Isn't that really crazy? Is. Very true. It's rare for me to find a city in the U.S. that I have not been to, <laughs> and this is one of them. So, uh, so far, so good. A couple good dinners we've had. Um, mm-hmm. The team went out for a team dinner Monday night, which they do every year, the first night of camp. Um, all things were reported. It was a good team team experience from there. And then first day of practice was what we expected, competitive. Yeah. And, you know, talking to them after, it was basically what we talked about all summer, how they wouldn't have to come in here and learn each other and learn new, you know, the new plays, new a whole new system. Everything's pretty much the same. It's yeah. It's a, almost all the same guys. There's only a, you know a couple new guys that are just learning. You know Jody, Tim, and uh, Mike Young, Mike Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but for the most part, the starters are the same. Obviously, Keith's not here, which we'll get into. But um, but you know, a really competitive first day of practice, which is always good. Um, you know, I think the players talk about it too, but probably their f- the favorite part of those is when they get to call one guy gets to call out another guy and go one on one against him, which is usually the most competitive part of these practices, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's always the probably the most fun part. But uh, you know, I don't. They coach Brooks said he wanted it to be a little bit. You know, the defense wasn't perfect, which you never expect on the first day. But yeah, overall, I think it was a good first day they had, and. 
you know, you hope you're just a little bit better by the end of camp than you are at the beginning, and it's kind of like the get back into the whole routine and the whole flow. A funny moment during training camp yesterday was Coach Brooks was trying to go through a defensive assignment and say, I've been watching you guys on Instagram, <laughs> and I see you know how to do it, and you're not doing it here in training camp. And then he went on to demonstrate what he wanted to see. Zach and Chris, I know uh, you two just got here. Zach, you have an article. Maybe some of the WizKids have already read it as they're listening to this about Keith Morris and what his uh, loss to start the season will mean for the team, some of the changes. Uh, what are you looking to see down here and, and, and those lineup changes that may happen as a result? Yeah, no, you, you kind of nailed it. The main storyline I think that we're looking at is how is this team going to replace Keith? He might not be what some would consider the best player, but he might be one of the most valuable players on the team for his toughness on both ends of the court. Uh, it's really, you know, it's kind of a fluid process right now, and training camp will probably give part of an answer for who will replace him in the starting lineup for the first month or so of the season. Uh, so I'm really interested to watch, you know, Mike Scott, a newcomer who admitted that last year sucked for him he was injured he really struggled to to stay on the court and produce and ended up getting traded and waived by the Suns uh, so I'm interested to see how his game looks I know a lot of our players like Sheldon Mack uh, said on another podcast that's coming out how great he's looked in the five mm -hmm. on five Jason Smith has extended his range to three points so I'm excited to to watch him I mean he was the best mid-range shooter last season in the NBA yeah and now he's extended to three point and he's really like focused all summer on watching film and figuring out the best spots he can be to make it work and then of course they could slide Otto to the four and have Kelly Oubre start at the three yeah I think we all know that Kelly's probably best suited to come off the bench because that's the type of player he is. He's a big energy guy, and I, you could say that about Mike Scott and Jason Smith as well. But because of the system that Scott Brooks runs mm -hmm. and the way that this team is kind of built for the full season, it makes the most sense to probably start another four at the four position in, in Keefe's place. I don't think we'll have an answer until hours leading up to opening night, but it's, it's going to be tough. I mean... All these guys talked about it's the next man up, but in my opinion, it's it's got to be a collective effort. There's there's no way one of these guys can fill in for Keith. He's just too big of a loss. Yeah, yeah, and I think the one thing that that maybe benefits you know the silver lining in this is that once you get into the game in the NBA these days, the way that the league is moving, there's a lot of moving parts in the lineup. It's not always you know two bigs and and a, and a swing man and then two guards. A lot of times teams play small. And I think the Wizards are hopefully going to be able to maybe dictate that a little bit um, with their bench rotations and their rotations in general. That can always always benefit guys like Otto and Kelly, who maybe force to guard some bigger guys, but certainly can also exploit some, you know, exploit some advantages on their end too. And so that's what this camp is is going to be about, I assume, and obviously what the preseason will be about. There's a, there's a lot to figure out going into the start of the season with you know the team trying to start the season a little bit a little bit hotter than they did last year and kind of get off to a good start I mean we saw this team win close to 50 games last year with mm -hmm. a with a really tough start and so they have a schedule that's going to be difficult and it's going to test them right off the bat but I think that that the you know there's the, the word continuity again but I think the 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 core being used to Scott Brooks's system this coaching staff system Guys like John, Brad, Otto, Marchin, being you know being ready to go from day one from the jump of this camp, and with everybody else being relatively healthy, 
I think that, that they'll be able to mitigate some of that loss from Keefe. There's no question that there's nobody that can exactly replace Keefe on this team from a chemistry standpoint, from a skill standpoint, but we're certainly going to see. Um, I, think they, I think the Wizards have, have kind of got enough bodies in camp and, and some yeah. talented players that are going to be able to make it happen. So. Yeah, and, and uh, just to give you another update, as Ryan and Marchin or Ryan Richmond, one of the assistant coaches, and Marchin are just below us as he shoots his jump hooks. Uh, Keith Morris had surgery to repair a sports hernia. He will be out up to six to eight weeks, so there'll be you know an extended period of time that we will see one of those lineups that Zach talked about in the article. Um, guys, as we're here watching them play, I can't help but also think about this new facility that we may get at some point in the next season or two, the new Should practice facility. Season. Yeah. Look at all of the space, the courts for all of these players to work out on. Almost every player has their own little half court that they're getting their shots up and, and training. Uh, it's just really cool to see. Um, but, but I like the camaraderie of being down here, right, Jeremy? I mean, training camp is really awesome just to kind of be in a different city for an extended period of time. The bonding, just like we went out to dinner, they went out to dinner, you hang out uh, in a city. And I feel like on the road, everybody just bonds a little different instead of going home to their you know, different families or friends. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons they do that here. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's not, you could have these practices back in D.C., like, but I think a lot of the, there's some teams that have nice facilities that, so they are able to do something like that in their, you know, closer to home. But I think a lot of teams like to travel to these kind of, uh, if it's a college campus or to get these kind of fields because, you know, they all, the whole team takes a bus here. Nobody has their own car. You can't go out and do your own thing. You're just, it's you and your teammates. Like that's, mm-hmm. and that, that's sort of when you build that family environment is, is this first week in training camp. And it's, uh, you know, it's definitely one of the most important times, I think, when you start to build those, those type yeah. of characteristics for a team and you, you, you know, you get to learn some of your new teammates, the guys that you have been here for a while, you get to spend some time with them. Uh, you know, they were together a fair amount the weeks leading up to this because they were working out together so much. But this is really the time when you you get to you know, get to you like you said do everything with your teammates. So you get to you know a couple practices a day. You get to eat. You kind of go through your your routines with them. But um, I think it's just one of those one of those good parts of the season where where you start to to form those those type of relationships, and that's important. And I just can't believe, I think Beal talked to the media yesterday. He said this is a six-season, six six-training camp. Yeah. That's yep. just wild. And he's, you know, talking about that he's one of the, the veterans now that guys are looking <laughs> up to. It's just wild to me. John's entering his eighth year. This is my seventh year. How about my that? My 11th. Okay. Moke is 11. <laughs> Um, wow, Jamoke, you're ancient. A lot of continuity. <laughs> are you the old? Are you the big? No, I think Martian and you are both in year eleven. Then, yeah. not not him with the Wizards, but yeah, in the yeah. NBA. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just like struck me. I like when Beal said this is his sixth year. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I remember being at his draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we drafted him that night, I just can't believe. I can't believe he's a six-year vet now. But yeah, I well, guess it just. I mean, just to wrap it up, it goes into. What we said, like John and Brad are so young, but they're like in the NBA, like six and eight year players. Like those mm-hmm. are that's that's your prime. Like those are that's when you're in, right in your prime, which is it's just wild. And as we look forward in the season, as we're looking over the practice court right now, 
John, Brad, Otto warming up on the same hoop, and to look at those three, think of how young all three they all, all three of them are, and the fact that now after this summer they are all locked in together for the next four years at least. Um, it's just an exciting time, and I mean we we talk about the the injuries and and certainly some some matchup and lineup things that are that are going to have to be worked out. But looking at these three guys on the floor and and really looking at them as the the core of this team, um, the the growth that they still have left together individually um, at their age is, is really really exciting to think about, and you know it's just getting started after after a really good off season for I think all three of them and a healthy off season, which is going to be important. What do you guys think of the court? Like seeing how this much facility space is great. I mean, this facility is awesome, and I know shout that shout out to VCU. Yeah, hearing hearing from you know some of our PR guys and stuff after after being here last year. Um, they love it here, and and there's no reason not to. I mean, looking at the space that they have, and you know VCU opening their doors and really kind of giving giving us the full the full range of the facility is is really awesome. And you know it's a good opportunity. I know that their coaches get to come by and and talk to our coaches, and you know it's a good learning experience for them. It's you know great to have an NBA team in your in your house, and um, we're just really excited to be here and. You know, we'll we'll head back to DC right or roll again. I mean, it's just a mutual, mutually beneficial week for everyone. Yeah, I mean, the fact that these some of these VCU guys get to just experience what an NBA training camp is like, yep. and then again, the coaching staff. We got Mystics coaches here. I mean, it's it's just a great uh, atmosphere for basketball people. Yeah, it's awesome. And hearing Coach Brooks last year talk about you know when he had some time time off the fact that he just went to different training camps went to different practices and you know this these kinds of environments is really kind of where a lot of learning happens for coaches in general and just kind of being able to pick each other's brains and kind of being a fly on the wall here as we are this week and um it's really kind of cool it's cool to be inside and just kind of hear the conversations and you know see the connections and it's um finally basketball is, is coming back and it's exciting to be in the thick of it. And we are inside, and we have inside access, and hopefully, you know, you listening to Off the Bench, you're hearing some of the stories that we will share with you through training camp. Thank you very much for the support and listening on Stitcher and iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, but you also mentioned the Mystics, Chris, and we have some other news. A former Mystics player is now going to be replacing Phil Chenier alongside Steve Buckhans, broadcasting the games for what is going to be NBC Sports NBCSN Washington. Yes. Uh, Kara Lawson is going to be uh, the new color analyst for the Washington Wizards. We're excited welcoming her to the team. And guys, your thoughts on Kara? Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to you know adding her. I think she's she's one of the most brightest basketball minds in terms of how she can analyze a game, analyze plays. She truly, truly knows the game in and out. I mean, not only could you tell that, like, from when she was a player, she was one of the smartest players I've ever seen play because I did get to watch her a ton with the Mystics when I covered them for all those years. When She she was here for, I believe, at least, I got to look it up, but at least a couple years I know she played and – but you know, just if, if you when you talk to her, like post game, just talking to her after the game, like, she, I mean, I almost have never heard anyone like be able to break down plays like she would, and she was just so ar- articulate. And and then as an analyst, I've been listening to her for years do the college games 
Um, and I was like, I, rem- I remember I told uh, one of our, you know, our PR um, with the Mystics, uh, mm-hmm. Ketsia, who uh, I remember telling her when I was listening to Kara call a Syracuse game. And I was like, I just texted her. I was like, I cannot believe how great she is as an analyst. Yeah. And this was a couple, I think two years ago, maybe uh, a couple of years ago. This is, you know, before I knew she was coming here. So not with any bias or anything, but um, I just thought she was like, her knowledge of the game is outstanding. The way she breaks it down, she makes it clear, and she's just—I just think she's one of the best. Um, so I think it's a great get for the Wizards for CSN. Um, I know they added—you know—they're—they're they're gonna do some three-man teams. I know Phil's still gonna be involved because I love Phil, of course. So I—I yep. I know that you know the natural thing is she's gonna be taking over for a legend, and that's—you um, know—that's never easy to do, and. You know, no one had more nice things or, or thought more of Phil than I did. So, um, so, but, but I just think that the whole how it's how it's going to work, I think it's going to be great for Wizards coverage. And I am looking forward to get to you know she's going to be around so much now. I'll get to know her a lot more, and she'll be traveling with us, I believe. And um, it's it's definitely going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a real real excitement for the broadcast. Yeah. Side note, before I I was going to share my opinion on Kara, I just saw Jason Smith hit a th- five three-pointers from every spot on the floor, three-point contest style. <laughs> he did not miss. Wow, so that should in a row? 25 in a row. That should get Wizards fans fired up. Are you listening, info. NBA? Can we do like a, you know, there's a big man and little guy skills challenge. Maybe we can get the big man three-point contest in would, an all-star uh, Jason game. Jason Smith is just a pure shooter. I'm Let's not surprised. Let's mention that to Jason Smith. No, nah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure that he gets to hear that. Uh, yeah. but about Kara, I think. Jeremy hit it on the head and knows her a lot better, but she I've listened to her too. She's a great analyst. Um, she's going to be a different kind of analyst. I think Phil brings very much. I played in the league. I've been around the game, the mm-hmm. NBA, a very long time. But Kara is just a pure basketball mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter if she played in the WNBA. And she's local. She she's is local. The, she's, she's from the I DMV mean, she's a fan area. just like Phil. Um, but I think she's going to give an interesting perspective about how things are broken down. I mean, I kind of think it a bit of it about how uh, Tony Romo has been doing the NFL games and he's been calling out plays and he's been excellent. I think she's going to be similar in saying this is why, you know, John Wall threw this pass because so-and-so cuts to the rim, which op- which uh, moved the defender to the paint and left Otto open in the corner. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be something like that. And you're, you're just – it's not that Phil couldn't do that. I just think Kara just sees the game a little differently than all of us. Yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting hire, and you know if you've listened to a couple of her, if you've listened to her broadcast before with ESPN, um, she just gives great insight. She's got great experience as a as a player and as a broadcaster, and so it's just a really exciting really exciting hire, and certainly um, will be interesting and, and fun to hear her alongside Buck, and um, you know as they get to work together and develop that new that develop a chemistry as well. But um, it's exciting. Can't wait to get her, and we should, we need to get her on here to, to talk some hoops as well. Yeah, we're definitely going to have her at some point on off the bench. Uh, you mentioned Jason Smith. I just want to mention I love that Marchin brought back the Mohawk. Oh, yeah. I'm yep. really excited about that. He uh, looks 10 years younger. He says he's going to wear it all year, so that's going to be fun. All right, when we come back, you will hear from the new one of the new Washington Wizards. Mike Scott will join us on the pod. Uh, stay tuned. Off the bench, WizKids. All right, WizKids, joining us now on Off the Bench is Mike Scott. 
He is one of the newest Washington Wizards here. Jeremy Hyman and Zach Rosen are joining me here for this special pod. Welcome to D.C. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, how excited are you to be here and be a part of this team? Uh, it's very, uh, very, I'm very excited. Um, great opportunity. I'm very grateful for this uh, chance. And, uh, you know, I'm close back home from Virginia, so um, you know, it should be fun. How, how familiar familiar are you with the D.C. area? How is it getting used to this whole the whole new scene? Yeah, I grew up here a long time ago, uh, first through third grade, eight, nine, ten years old, and um, uh, right on 14th, Colorado, Longfellow. Uh, I don't know if it's still up and running there now. Yeah, but, it uh, is. It is? Okay, yeah, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. But that's where I grew up. I used to go to the Carter Baron on 16th Street, watch him play tennis. So um, kind of familiar. It's been a long time since I've been here, so um, still new. So I lived on 14th and Hamilton. Okay, yeah. So we literally yeah, were like yeah, was right, right there. Across, yeah, right yeah, around yeah, the corner, yeah. yeah. And nice. it was all walking, too. I didn't have a bike, um, sometimes bus, but we normally walked everywhere. So, yeah. You might have driven by him. Yeah. Possibly. By him, Jamo, okay? Possibly. You know, <laughs> Two years apart, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're coming off kind of an injury-ridden season. I sucked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say. Uh, feeling a lot better. Um, dropped. Um, 15, 20 pounds, um, got a little bit lighter. I think, uh, you know, each year in your career, you should, you know, lose a little bit of weight, um, you know, because the NBA is, is changing. It's not, you know, banging and pounding. It's more of, you know, being versatile, being uh, getting up and down the court quickly. So uh, whatever it takes to be more versatile, um, yeah. We've we've talked to a few guys already who've been playing some of these pickup games with you guys as you get ready for the start of the season. And you you already have a lot of fans of of your game. We've uh, I won't mention names of who's calling out who or who's talking highly of who, but let's just say that some of your new teammates have said have uh, stated publicly here on the pod that they said Mike Scott's going to be a real player for us this year. And uh, how, how do you how how have you gotten to fit in so far with the guys? You know, like I told the uh, you know coaching staff and the GMs. You know, when they sign me, I just want to come in. I don't want to do too much. Uh, I just want to fit in. I feel like I can fit in, um, provide for the team, shooting, being versatile, um, and that's all I've been doing. Just playing my game, not trying to do too much. Uh, this team is already have is a great team, or has a great base. So uh, I just want to, you know, fit in where I can. Now you have a history with the Hawks, that you played the Washington Wizards in the playoffs. What is that like for a player? Because that was probably mm-hmm. that was a heated series. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't like you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like you guys. Um, but I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to, especially in the playoffs. You know, you're supposed to go at the other team. You know, you're supposed to play them hard. You're supposed to be fierce, uh, be competitive. But I will say, you know, this team was always tough. It was always competitive. You know, uh, I always thought about that um, with this team. That they're a very tough team, great team, and. Uh, and I could see myself with this team, and here I am. Have a lot of people on the team kind of uh, compared you to Keith in terms of being the enforcer off the bench, kind of the, the glue guy within the the rotation? Yeah, um, you know, like I said, I just want to come in and play my role. Uh, I feel like I can be that guy off the bench, um, you know, just a spark of energy. Uh, that's the main thing is play with a lot of energy, change the game. Uh, kind of the same thing I did, you know, the first four seasons I was with the Hawks. You know, like I said, last year I sucked. So, um, you know, just come in, change the game, um, play for energy, and just be myself. As a player, that gives you, like, a mentality to be like, hey, I'm going to do a reset. New team. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's new team, new body, uh, new coaching staff, new city. So uh, it's more excitement. 
Were you familiar with Coach Brooks at all or uh, any of the other assistants? Of course I was familiar with them, but I wasn't you know, really that familiar. I was uh, familiar with Coach Atkinson um, from being from the DMV area. I've heard of him, seen him before. Coach Atkinson, sorry. Um, but that was about it, yeah. And then this team loves, I mean, not that it's any different from the rest of the league, but the way it's going with bigs that can shoot. Um, we saw what Jason Smith came last year, and he basically turned himself into a good three-point shooter. You were a guy that you can play that pick-and-pop game, you know, inside-outside. Have they talked to you at all so far about that, and how do you see yourself kind of being that big that can stretch the floor? Yeah, um, you know, pick-and-pop three, um, doing a lot of, you know, full-court, you know, slashing to the three, slashing to the corner. You know, they shoot a lot of corner threes with this team. So uh, just spacing, letting John Brad work, and uh, you know I'll just get in where we're good at. As a as a player that grew up here, mm -hmm. to get to come home, uh, what what is that like? Did that make it a no brainer when there was an opportunity to come here? And it's like, oh yeah, I'm definitely coming back home because of the fact that you think about how KD yeah. was like, I don't really want to come back home. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought it was it was a great opportunity. It was a great situation for me. Um, you know, as soon as I found out that you know they were on my bumper, I guess is that a, yeah, a good phrase? Yeah, that's good. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, man, that's perfect. You know, I'm from Virginia, grew up in D.C. You know, family and friends are here, so uh, it would definitely be perfect. Yeah. Are you into go-go music? I was. I kind of got out of it, man. When I went to Atlanta, uh, Atlanta kind of changed me. Into uh, what? What music is better than go-go music I mean, that Atlanta has to offer? It's, different I know, it's, it's, it's just different. Uh, it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> I, just, I got really um, ratchet, if I'm going to say <laughs> So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, if, I'll, I'll definitely get back to go-go, but I, haven't, I, can't be, I can't lie. I haven't listened to it in a while, but you know, I, I used to listen to it all the time. So. We have uh, these post-game concert series, Wizards concert series. We okay. have Backyard Band here oh, okay, playing yeah. after yeah. the game. Wow. It, it was mostly, you you know, you could sit wherever, but, like, yeah. the first level was pretty, like, almost like a U-shape halfway around the arena. Everyone was. Yeah, they were. They they, were yeah, yeah, they were feeling that. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah. 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 So maybe if they do that again this year. The concert series definitely happened. We just don't know what performers will be there. Yeah. So you went to UVA, and not long ago was probably the most controversial protest in America in a very long, long time that really escalated between white nationalists that had a permit to be there on UVA's campus and, dare I say, the, the rest of America who didn't quite believe in that yeah. feeling that, that free speech and white nationalists go together. From your perspective, having been on the UVA campus, what are your thoughts of Charlottesville and your first emotions or what came to mind when you saw that unfolding and, and this, the devastation and result of it? Well, it was like, um, it was two parts. It was, I couldn't believe it because I was there for five years and I, I never seen nothing like that. I mean, I knew, you know, people were, you know, racism, racism, racism is alive, but I never really, uh, had that when I was there. No one really, you know, treated me that way. So when I saw it, I was like, damn, this really happened in Charlottesville. I, this is my school. And then the other part, I was like, well, then I'm not really surprised because, you know, what's going on today in this world? I mean, it's it's just crazy, you know, from the president to, you know, to everything. So I really wasn't really that surprised, but I still couldn't believe what's happening in Charlottesville. 
and uh, it was a tra- it's a tragedy. Um, now, whenever you say Charlottesville, you want to think of that. You're not going to think of you know great campus, great school, great people. You want to think of you know what a group of people decided to do to you know ruin a town, a city. So, um, you know, like I, I was telling my friends the other uh, when it happened, I'm glad I wasn't there because I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have went crazy. Uh, I probably just would have went crazy. So I'm glad, I'm glad I wasn't there. But um, you know, it's it's sad and. Um, you know, they'll bounce back from it. Uh, they're, they're a strong city, and um, it just sucks that it had to happen like that. You just never expect that to happen somewhere that you're so yeah, like, close yeah. to. Yeah, especially uh, you've been there for five years. Um, you know, I never, I never seen that before. So when I saw it, I saw it all over Twitter, Instagram, everything. I was like, why well, this really happened in Charlottesville, where, I, where mm-hmm. I used to live and play? But then again, it's America, so that's. That's what's going on right now. So mm-hmm. it sucks that we have to just deal with it. But that's every day, you, you, know, you know, something happens like that. So, And to be now in D.C., so close to the campus, do you have any plans to go back and visit? Are you yeah. alumni that's really involved or alum, excuse me, that's really involved with the other players? Yeah, I was talking to, uh, you know, uh, some of the coaching staff last weekend. I want to go out there and get out there this weekend uh, for a day or two before we come back from camp. Uh, so it's not that far. So I'll drive down there and see the see the guys, see the campus, and, uh, you know, just get that good feeling again. And if we could flip to the basketball side of the UVA, the college game, how much do you still get to watch the games? Do you ever get to go back and see a game or see Tony? I haven't been back to see a game in years, um, but I, I, I still do watch the game. It's changed. Uh, I always say I didn't shoot no threes in college, so which is crazy <laughs> that when I watched the game, I was like, man, I'll, I'll average 40 right now. You know, it's <laughs> – it's the college line is short. It's shorter. It's, it's just crazy how you know the, uh, the game has changed. But um, they're still a great team. They're still one of the best teams in ACC in the in America. So uh, you know, what Coach Ben has done with that program has been great. Yeah, they still play that tough physical style. That defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That pack that pack line defense. So yeah. uh, you know, Tony Bennett. Oh yeah, Tony Bennett. I know you probably get this question a lot, but the emoji tattoos. Have you added on this past off season? I know they come out with new ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of added. Uh, I kind of added about mm, twenty of them. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, some of the new ones. Uh, Have you shown Brad your panda? No, I didn't. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure he knows. Yeah, that. I normally yeah. go uh, summer by summer. So this summer, I just want to go crazy and fill my neck. Uh, so next summer, I'll probably you know fill my back. So. So how did that start for you? Because I feel like. For me, I remember my brothers wanted to get tattoos, yeah. and part of me was like, man, that's, to me that's kind of crazy just in that, I don't know, I guess it hurts, and it's like oh, it definitely hurts. a map of your entire body. Like, do you plan where to put each tattoo? Okay, I yeah. got to put this on my arm, this on my shoulder, this on my back. Uh, well, it kind, of, it, it kind of started, I went to one of my friend's house in Hampton, Virginia. He did this little red um, emoji, mad face, and then he did this purple uh emoji mad face and uh when i first got there he told me to uh, get out of his house because he thought i was joking he was like uh, yeah get out and i was like no i'm serious i really want to do this and he was like why i was like i don't know man. i'm just I'm, I'm different i just do things different i'm you know outcast or i don't, just don't want to do the same thing as everyone else so when i went to atlanta i got like a few more and a few more and i just said i just went all all out all out yeah. crazy oh 
This will, we'll have to set up a real video shoot to yeah, show all this right, off right, right. because I don't want to just create the for audio content too much about the things. But is there a favorite now that you have? A new favorite? Uh, a new? Nah, I just my favorite's always been the eyes. That's been my always favorite emoji because um, you can say so much with the eyes. You know, they mean so, it's so much, so many meanings. So um, eyes. I, I, we're on the topic now of emojis and social media. Um, just kind of, I always am curious about your guys' opinions and thoughts because of the platforms that you guys have. I think you're now, you guys all understand the goods mm. and the bads that can come out of it. I mean, just for you know the hurricane relief just for some good examples versus, you know, some of the stuff that's just come out. Um, I don't know. I mean, between, you know, the stuff from Charlottesville or the stuff, uh, you know, even even lighter stuff like the stuff with KD just recently. I mean, I don't know, all that all that kind of stuff. What uh, What's your take on the social media and how you guys are kind of using it? I think um, you just want to use it carefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've back in the I mean I still haven't deleted my tweets from college but I was man <laughs> I know they dig up a lot of tweets I think they tried to do that to me a year ago they tried to dig up some of my tweets and they was retweeting what I said and it was about like LeBron it was about Chris Bosh and Kobe it was it was bad it was just you know I was just reckless See, I, didn't, I didn't know that people really you yeah. know looked at my Twitter like that so um you know you just got to be careful careful what you say before you press send um, just be positive. You know, I always try to post stuff with my son or just a, just something positive. You know, I really changed up how I act because, uh, you know, five, six years ago, I was very reckless. And you can still see it up there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm too lazy to go back and delete it. You know, that was I, – I don't, I don't care. You know, that, that was – I was different back then. So, oh, well. No, that's fair. That's That's fair. Um, you, you mentioned your son as well. How, how has that been, uh, you know, becoming a father and, and going through all that? Oh, it's been great. Um, it's a wonderful feeling. Um, you know, he's 18 months now. Uh, he's turned up. Uh, he dances, uh, he talks, runs, slaps, fights. He's a boy, so um, it's great. You got him playing yet? Any uh, ball? Yeah, he plays a little basketball. Um, he He's a part-time UFC fighter, so oh, yeah. uh, he oh, likes okay. to, you know, Does he know fight. dad plays basketball? Like, do you put yeah, him in yeah. 2K already and show him his dad? <laughs> oh, I, was, uh, uh, I have a picture of me in one of my rooms, and I'll say, who's that? And it was me, uh, Duncan, and so that's dad-ass, so uh, he, he he knows. Nice. I hope he's not. I hope he's not dunking on the Wizards because we saw a few of those <laughs> great, oh. great pictures. When you signed and we were looking back, we're like, oh man, he dunked all over the Wizards. Oh yeah. Shout out to Jan and uh, Brad. <laughs> oh yeah. Great guys. Great guys. Great guys. Great guys. Uh, so tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself. What for the the the, the listeners out there? You like movies. Shopping, favorite NBA NBA city. Don't like shopping. Uh, don't know how to dress. I, my my um, dressing is normally a hockey jersey with pajama pants. And, oh, we got. So we can get you a capital jersey. I have one. I have one. Oh, nice. Okay. But see, what what I do is I customize the back because I'll be a hypocrite if buying a Capitals jersey or Bruins jersey. I, I don't know none of the players. Yeah. So I just I just customize the back and make little funny phrases on the back. Oh, so we yeah. we gotta see the oh, yeah. jersey. Oh, right, it's like I have like twenty of them, twenty five okay. of them. Yeah, yeah, this. Oh, yeah, this, this, oh it's great. Okay. It's great. It's very great. But uh, yeah, I don't like shopping because it's I, I hate going shopping because it's just boring to me. Um, video games. 
Yeah, definitely an online shopper. And if I go to the mall shopping, it's probably for like 30 minutes in and out. Um, I like movies, scary movies. Didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't, th I didn't think it was scary. There were a few people that didn't like it, really. I, I didn't th I think it should have been PG-13. Wow. I didn't think it was a rated R movie. Okay. Um, that's the only reason why I saw it. It's a scary movie, it's rated R. So yeah. I thought it was going to be scary. Favorite scary movie? I have like 10 of them. It Follows. That's a very scary movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think the first Paranormal Activity kind of scared yeah. me. Um, All the way back to like Blair Witch Project? <sighs> You never saw anything in Blair Witch. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was, and the new Blair Witch was bad, too. Yeah. I saw that one. It wasn't good. I used to be always scared of Freddy Cooper. Really? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, right you, you had to go to sleep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get Out. Did you like Get Out? Yeah, Get Out was good. It was okay. good. It was real good. Not scary, but very suspenseful. I yeah. like movies like that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, he's going to fit in well here because we do many team movie nights. So yeah. that's I want to see that new movie, Mother. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about oh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's rated R, too, so I definitely yeah. want to see it. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. 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 I want to see that movie. It, it looks, it looks kind of creepy. Yeah, I've read some crazy things about that. It looks kind of... Oh, and another one, 28 Days Later. When that first came out, I was really? I watched it here. I watched it at Union Station, and... The first scene when the apes killed everyone, like five people walked out. <laughs> so I knew it was going to be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then 28 days later, that was pretty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us on this pod. We really appreciate it. And we'll definitely catch up with you later. And as Jeremy said, we'll, we'd love to do the video series with you with the hockey jerseys and your emoji tattoos. We are emoji trying tattoos. to do a tattoo store. Yeah. 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 A little different. Yeah. That's it. It's a little yeah. different. Not the. Cool. Average. All right, kids. I hope you enjoyed it. Off the bench. Traveling. We love it. Bye.